Hello, and welcome to Faraway Radio, the social impact podcast that spotlights the voices of grassroots humanitarians and environmentalists, focusing on stories of changemakers. Join us every week as we connect with these leaders from around the world and hear about their journeys of creating community resilience. This season, we're going to be focusing on the changemakers of the ocean, inspiring activists, athletes, explorers, and even an astronaut who are using art, tech, and science to better our oceans. My name is Desiree Tavera, Executive Director of Faraway Projects and your host. This season is in collaboration with Ultramarine Ocean Action Summit and recorded at their various events throughout the year. All of our guests have such unique origin stories and it's so motivating to hear how they're leading ocean regeneration through their work. Today, we'll be talking to Paula Rosales. Paula has been kite surfing professionally for over a decade, and after soaring to new heights, quite literally, she decided to focus her energy in a new direction. With her background in communications, arts, real estate development, and project management, water sports, and event management, Paula has a lot of skills to offer. She transcended from competing to corporate to pursue meaningful guest experiences around ocean sports. In early 2016, her company Blue Kiteboarding built the first and only carbon-free kiteboarding terrain park in the Philippines. Nowadays, Paula enjoys teaching kite surfing, organizing events, leading the ocean defenders, and works extensively among the Filipino and global community to uplift welfare and well-being. Let's find out more about where the wind has taken her. Okay, I swear, I'm done with these puns. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are live in Brooklyn, New York at Ultramarine Ocean Action Flamingle. Uh, with a very near and dear friend and project lead, Paula Rosales from The Ocean Defenders. Um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing. Well, first of all, thanks, Des, for having me. Um, without Des and Ultramarine, our, my project will not be alive, I think so. But um, it's great to be here. Uh, my name's Paula Rosales. I'm a professional kite surfer from the Philippines. And uh, yeah, we have this project. Me and Susie started it when maybe like seven, eight years ago. Um, we're a bunch of kite surfers, you know, we always thought that, you know, as children, we wanted to be superheroes. And I'm a kite surf teacher and um, I love teaching children. And every time I go to the beach, you know, I always uh, teach them to pick up trash along the way because I always see it. And that's how I get them involved into like picking up trash. It's like, oh, you know, we're ocean defenders. Let's pick up the trash along the way. So then the idea became like, oh, how can we scale this idea so that the children love to do it? And what better way to do it than do comic art? Because, you know, um, I just realized that the highest grossing movie of all time is actually The Avengers. Mm-hmm. And the, in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time, maybe like six of them are animated movies. Yeah. And so it's all about being a superhero. And of course with Jeremy as Mr. Ocean, super fun. Um, he's the one that actually gives us like the data where me and Susie can just kite surf around and like, hey guys, this is what we need to do. We need to get this bomb out of this place or we need to like save the fishes on this area and like, you know, stop an oil spill somewhere. So it's a really uh, cool uh, collaboration between the three of us, I believe. And in Ultramarine, we have all these um, solutions that are so technical that 
sorry, but me, in the beginning, as a kite surfer going to these uh, conferences, I'm very glad to be invited, but I really felt so dumb. Because it's like, what are you doing again? Like, oh, right, yeah, you're connecting AI and this. It's kind of like, it's a lot of information. So if the children understand that in a medium, not just children, but, you know, uh, big children like yeah, us, me. <laughs> <laughs> can understand what actually the solutions are doing, we actually have a better grasp yeah. on how they work. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, yeah, carbon credits, what? You know, yeah. like, it's it's a... It's very far and very removed, you know. That's how I feel. And uh, putting that in a digestible format that we are very uh, familiar with yeah. is, gives us, you know, that sense of reality that, oh, this yeah. is actually, I understand what this means. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, superheroes are constantly battling villains. And like, you know, in, in our narrative and in our language and in like art throughout the ages, uh, there's just constantly been this battle between like good and evil and mm-hmm. like what more existential of a threat what bigger of like a Theranos or like what bigger right, of, you yeah. know than like climate change or like ocean acidification or like ghost nuts um, you know what you're doing is so inspiring I have to ask what inspires you well I love being in the ocean like I said I've, I'm a kite surfer I've been living in the ocean since I was like I, since I can remember, um, I I believe that you know going back to the ocean is like going home, because we are like seventy percent. Don't quote me on that. I think it's some seventy two percent or whatever uh, water. So yeah. going back to the ocean or being in the ocean gives me a sense of being at home. So that's what inspires me, and I want to make sure that the future generation know that. So aside from like, you know, the that's the whole point of us using water sports or water sports athlete in athletes in the in the comic is because we want children that usually don't spend time in the ocean be, you know, like you they see it on TV or in like their magazine, like, oh, I wanna try this. I wanna try surfing, I wanna try diving. And that's how you you can kind of get them to to be inspired to do it. Yeah. through water sports and if you know if if you play in the ocean that's you know you you're yeah. in the ocean a lot you're a surfer yeah. so yeah there's really that connection and that feeling of like sense of peace that you yeah. get when you're in the ocean and it would really suck that if you know 30 30 years from now people can't go Swimming. It would really suck. It like would really suck. Say, yeah. Thirty years from now, people can't go swimming. That like to say that would suck is like an understatement. That would really suck. <laughs> I'm telling this to everyone. Can you imagine if in thirty years we can't go in the water? Can't go the water. That would really suck. Adult and, swim. There's no adults around. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have a biohazard, like yeah. you know, a sign yeah. in front of the beach, like that would really suck. Yeah. Yeah. That would. I mean, that's like the smallest word I could use for like how I would feel about that um so you've got you know this this narrative this comic this body of work that you're producing how are you distributing it how are you you know getting it out there so we have a social media of course we actually realize that the kids now are not very much involved in traditional media but more on social media we have instagram we have twitter and we also are using blockchain we have Mm -hmm. nfts we're connected with the wax blockchain 
it's of course a green blockchain and they're actually um, a platform where all these other um, collectibles are involved in like Atari, uh, Hot Wheels, uh, Street Fighter. So I think we're right up on that alley with when it comes to like collectibles. So aside from the super uh, hero trading cards that we're doing, the NFTs, we also have the comics, the narrative that has the story. So you build puzzles so that you can get the whole puzzle. So it's fragments when you get them in the pack. And then you build the puzzle and you can see the whole story of like the Amazon uh, forest on fire and all these like real life issues, mind you, that we're uh, tackling. And also we have the booster cars, which are like solutions, like far away projects. Um, Shout out. Yeah, so booster cars are basically cars that you <laughs> that you put together with the defender cards so that you can kind of um, amplify their their powers, and also not like the other um, narratives of like Spider Man where there's like good and evil. We're actually being collectively like you know working together as defenders with the boosters um, and fighting against threats. So the threats are like bycatch, um, oil spills, um, uh, mutations of animals because of toxic toxic water and things like that. So it's more of like there's no like villain. The villain is the is the threat for yeah. like climate change. So, yeah. And then yeah, us working collectively to solve that. So I have a little insider knowledge. A little birdie told me that you are putting together a zine yes <laughs> yeah so we have a digital uh, zine so um i don't know if this is a good s story or backup story um to to use why we decided to use to we have can a edit zine. it out if it's not <laughs> so basically uh, the zine it's a digital scene zine so we want it to be digital because uh of you know the world is digital yes the world is digital and also you know more trash no it's a uh, we just want it yeah. and also the children understand it more if it's in the ipad and you can zoom it in and zoom it out and then oh. so it's like you can even like in terms of layout that's easier mm -hmm. so that the font is like some you know some magazines sometimes you're like you can't read mm -hmm. and then you can't really like put it next to your eye yeah. or whatever so at least with the digital zine it's easier and then you can they can just zoom in yeah. and then of course you can also animate things wow. so then it becomes more like just you know like uh, how do you call that like immersive yeah and um so and then you have links to all the solutions so wow. that the ones that actually want to get more involved have that capacity because the call to action is easy and it's, it's digital. Fast. It's digital, yeah. And how do we distribute that? We actually have um, a QR. Wow. And um, we're going to produce stickers out of the QR. Awesome. Eco stickers. Nice. Uh, and they're just going to be everywhere. Amazing. So it's more of like a guerrilla type of marketing. I and love of that. course, we're involved in schools, we're involved with. Uh, the companies and the solutions that um, that we're producing the the, the zine with, and um, in like these companies, they usually have like internal communication when it comes to their employees, and their employees have children, and of course, you know, this is something that they can read at home. Yeah, and you know, like um, all the school programs, like after school programs, they have like zines or like other activities that are not really on the textbook because then it got, it gets boring for the yeah. children yeah. Um, and the story why we wanted to do that is because I um, I came across a friend of mine from Maui that said that a lot of children got in trouble in school for scanning a QR code that they found everywhere 
because it was actually a QR code for a uh, for drugs. No. For Adderall or something like that. Oh my that. gosh. So then it became a big issue because yeah. kids have access to wow. the Adderall because you know, it's a QR code that they can find everywhere. Wow. And so that became a real issue wow. with the school. But then you know you realize how powerful this QR is. Yeah. To the to the kids because they 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 have their phones. Yeah. You know Pokemon Go. Yeah, they have yeah. their phones. They stick it in everywhere because they yeah. want to see the Pokemon whatever. Yeah. So it's like that's that idea yeah. of like oh there's a QR code there let's see what yeah. what they have. Yeah. Uh, but of course we want to use it for social good. Yeah. 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 That's and how it's like so punk the way that you're doing it. Yeah. I just want to like speak a little bit about. Like the solar punk movement, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's so cute. I yeah. know, <laughs> and just like honestly, like I used to be a big punk like kid. I like pierced my nose with like you know a safety pin, and like <laughs> then another time it was the whole thing. It was like a phase, but like a very good phase of like a lot of Sex Pistols. Um, tell me a little bit about the solar punk movement because I think it's very foreign to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. would really resonate with a lot. That's of people. true. So actually, yeah, I have another story about that. I used to be a punk too. Yes, because you know, like we have, we grew up with steampunk yeah. and all these things, Daft Punk, and yeah, like, it that's our era. And I actually pierced my tongue <laughs> with ah, my friends, nice. <laughs> like with a pin as well. Ah. Of course, I got in trouble like big time. Um, that was so bad. That's another story. But oh, so to tell you about solar punk, is solar punk is a new genre or movement that's coming up, that is. Instead of having a dystopian society, mm-hmm. we're actually a utopian society where um, we're we're seeing like the world as like not being destructive. But you know, like if you're familiar with Studio Ghibli, that's an example of solar punk. So you see there the when you see their uh, the drawings, they're like in a meadow where they have like solar panels, yeah. and then they have a house moving castle. And it's all about like technology, but also at the same time being one with nature. Mm-hmm. So that's what solar punk is about. Like steampunk was more of like destruction, you know, yeah. like all the dark goth skeleton, there's no sun, things like that. With solar punk, punk, it's like oh, let's have a regenerative garden. Yeah. <laughs> like. Let's have a robot that's doing the farming, you yeah. Know, things like that. So like Wally, exactly. Kind of yeah. So Wally, yeah. So Wally, like Studio. I grew up with Studio Ghibli. Like yeah. House Moving Castle was one of my favorite movies, nice. and that's something that, growing up in Asia, um, that I really was inspired with. Yeah. Because like I love farming. Yeah. And that's because of watching like House Moving Castle. At the same time, I love technology. I like digital stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't remove me from my roots of being one with like, oh, I want my food to come from the garden and things like that. So solar punk is I invite everyone out there. All to, of you. Yes. To get into this movement so that, you know, we I also think that if you can uh, if we start creating content, that's more utopian than dystopian that it's that's actually what happens mm-hmm. with the world because you know we create you're manifesting you're manifesting correct so when we manifest something we create something that's utopian then that's what we're eyeing for for yeah. the future well so, and yeah. possibility goals 
Like all of our actions are grounded in language. Correct. Yeah. Um, and you know, visual arts are just like such intrinsically like tied elements to like the way that we develop our own planet through language and like our mm -hmm. own experience through language. Um, so with that language thought in mind, how do people connect with you? How do people get involved? Right, so we're on Instagram at The Ocean Defenders. We're on Twitter, defenders underscore ocean. We also are, we have our website, www.theoceandefenders.com. And all the, uh, the details are there. Also, um, if you are gonna be, if you're here in New York, uh, we are gonna be in Gaia Same. On, on Saturday, so that's happening. And we're gonna have, um, an installation up for the Ocean Defenders and a lot of other cool stuff. Definitely all solar punk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna be there. And um, online, we're we're very active. And uh, of course, in the Wax blockchain, if you're into collecting NFTs, create an account with um, Atomic Hubs or Nefty Blocks, and you can find us on Ocean.gems. Yay. Yay! Paula Rosales, it's an absolute honor. You're such a badass. Well, you are too. Aww, <laughs> thank you so much. Paula has achieved so much in her sports and impact career. She is such a legend. Find her organization on Instagram at The Ocean Defenders and check out her website, theoceandefenders.com. On our last podcast of season one, I'll be sitting down with Jeremy McCain and Susie Mai. Jeremy has a background in tech and is a multimedia artist. Susie is a pioneer kiteboarder and new mom. Together, they have founded Ultramarine, an event in the incubator space for ocean action. As always, I'm your host, Desiree Tavera, and this is Faraway Radio. Radio.